Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 175 from June the 3rd of 1995. I'm sitting here with Doc and not hard body Hopper once again as we take another run through Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Let me warn you, this one might be a short episode. I'm pretty sure it's going to be short because it is a basically a recap episode. Doc, how are you this morning, man? Well, I had a great Christmas last week. How about you? Oh, it was wonderful, 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 and uh, we should wish the good folks out there from the BTT Army, hashtag BTT Army on Twitter, a happy new year, as the new year is just a... That's right, 2020, brah. 2020. Who would have thought we'd live this long? Jesus Christ. You know, I was doing the math. Hey, did you have fun at the BTT Christmas party this year? Fucking wonderful. Fantastic. You hey, guys should have seen it, man. Mike put in another big performance of swigging. He he downed one of those damn jugs of eggnog and no, then I went didn't. to the penny and then got behind the wheel and drove home. No, that's not true. You know, I was thinking about something. So I was thinking about uh, like my grandmother is like 94 years old now. And I was thinking to myself, man, if I live to be as old as her, as, w- as what I am right now, that basically means I need to get to the year 2070. That is, if I make it that long, God bless America. Just thought about it. Can you imagine living at 2070? Uh, no. I don't know that that's going to happen for me. <laughs> I hope it happens for me, but... Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, so um, uh, we're, this is the last uh, last content you'll get for the year for 2019. Uh, we've had another blessed year at the BTT offices. Uh, we've had some challenges this year as we reflect back on the year, but you know we continue to manage ourselves appropriately and uh, make sure that the show happens. We miss Harper, but you know can't have the star every time. Uh, I just. You know, Happy New Year, everybody. Let's do this thing. Happy New Year. Let's do this thing. Real quick, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy Marky, Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for your generous patronage each and every month. It's appreciated. Also, like I said a second ago, this is mostly a recap episode in many ways. They re-air many of the clips of how Cornette pulled a fast one on Bullet Bob when he turned on Bullet Bob in the last episode. So, with that said, uh, let me... uh, let me hit play Hold on here. So video. at the beginning, we have Chip outside the Hyatt Regency in Knoxville. Um, that built, I did a little research because, you know, we don't have a lot of new content. That was built in 1972. And it was seen as a different type of architecture. It was built with an A-frame to kind of look like a pyramid. Um, it's now a Delta by Marriott. It does get 3.8 stars. It is considered a three-star hotel. And in reading the reviews, though, people did say it felt old, which, you know, there it is. 1972, you said it was built? Yeah. 
And it got a three. It's a three-star hotel? Yeah. Where's it at again? Knoxville? Yeah. You think there's any jizz on the walls and yellow stains in the I just assume. I just assume that every hotel room that's ever been in any hotel everywhere is just caked in jizz everywhere. Because I, <laughs> I, if you think people don't know how to act in their homes, just wait till you get them outside. Yeah, they don't have to respect it, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Any other thoughts on the opening here? No. All right. So less and I say less. Chip, he tells us it's a special edition of Smoky Mountain where Cornette will explain his plot to get back at Bullet Bob Armstrong. Uh, they go from segment to segment pretty quickly. So Doc, just stop me along the way as I'm as we're I taking have, this journey. I have a couple of timestamps here. Okay. Uh, but Corny does try to get Chip to carry his bags. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was cute. It was nice on Corny's part. Cute. Yeah. Good for right. him. Also. Um, Bull Buchanan's a big guy back there, huh? Yeah, but he's isn't he standing on like the curb? Uh, that was he's, my he's point. Sta- yeah, he's standing they, on the. They were they were smart about how they did that, right? <laughs> they really were. They they put him on the curb, and they had Chip and Corny and Buddy standing below it. So anyway, all right. So they go to the first segment. It's Cornette. He goes all the way back to November of last year when he made the offer to the gangsters when New Jack told Corny that he had a college education and criminal record and Cornette got turned down. He says that was all a part of his Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on. Play 435. I want to hear that again. 435. All right, hold on. This is the one recap we do need to hear. I think I agree with you. Here. Remember when the gangsters made the mistake of crossing Jim Cornette, I made them a bona fide offer and here was their response. I am prepared to sign the gangsters to an exclusive contract for me to manage you and take you straight to the top. I'll get those contracts signed the right way. I'll do the right kind of negotiations and I'll teach you those little subtleties about being sneaky and devious that you haven't so far picked up on. In other words, what I'm saying to you is my guidance and my guiding hand together with your natural ability will be unstoppable. All you got to do is sign on a dotted line and I'm going to shake your hand and I'm going to say it's been a pleasure doing business with you. Now this is 1994, not 1794. I don't need no white boy like you or these rednecks out here coming to me telling me what you can do for me. I got a college education and a criminal record, so I know how to make decisions. So let me tell you something. The gangsters are black owned and black operated, and I don't need no white boy telling me jack, punk. As you can see there, I made... Yeah, that never gets old. I don't know. It, it seems kind of uppity to me. <laughs> okay. That's nice. Any other how thoughts, great, Doc? How great was that back in the day? First time, man. The first time you heard that, your damn ears went up. You were like, did he just, he just said that. Yeah. It was the whole package. It was, it was. You know, I'm. I got a college education and a criminal record. I know how to make decisions. The gangster, and then he finished it. The gangsters are black owned and black operated. I, I just the whole package of it there was phenomenal. Are you a black owned, black operated consumer? Do you try to give your dollars oh back to the community? I try to give my dollars back to the community. Yes, I don't know about 
the where your point is going with black owned black operated i i if you are a good solid business local business i do my best to pour money into local businesses because local businesses are you are supporting the people who do the work and not some mm. i gotta be careful here um, yeah i was waiting for it uh not some greedy ass ceo okay does uh, do you know if there is an african-american owned treadmill company i don't is there i don't know i just they'll figured get, you might get my, they'll get my money and nordic track okay. won't by the way don't buy nordic track i don't want to say anything that will get me in any type of uh trouble legally but uh i don't think they stand behind their product and uh, i'll leave it at that don't buy nordic track there you go you're in the market right. for any treadmill equipment. Yeah, keep going. At, what do you have? At 707 right there, is is he reading? It looks like, at first I thought he was reading a newspaper, but I think he's looking at the room service menu, right? <laughs> yeah, he's looking at the room service menu. <laughs> but he's like, I don't I don't see an eight ball on this menu. I, I need them to send me up an eight ball. Hey, Jimmy, or they keep the eight balls on the menu, man. I'm not finding it right here, you know? Where I mean, can I get me some grade A Peruvian cocaine? You know, I, I need some of that Peruvian shit to fill my nose up with, Jimmy. I mean, come on, man. I understand we're at the Hilton but uh, or Hyatt, but, man, this is this might be a little too upscale for me. I can't go down to the corner and score me a, a dime bag of what I need. Know what I'm saying? All right, let's keep going. Uh, we, they go to Christmas night when the gangsters beat up Cornette and left him bloody in the ring and trying to align himself with Bullet Bob via that method. And then Kessler asks about the Punisher and Cornette says he's the muscle and that's about it. Don't ask about him. Cornette begs Bob to reinstate him or reinstate the heavenly bodies. If you remember when they did that angle a couple months back, uh, they go to that. Cornette then books The Undertaker to come into Smoky Mountain to take care of the gangsters, and that he hoped that would earn Bullet Bob Armstrong's trust. Uh, Doc, am I doing good here? Or is there anything else we need to stop and discuss? I've already talked about the only old content that I'm going to cover today, so you just do what you need to do, little fella. All right. Cornette then revisits when he made the offer to Bullet Bob, to Bullet Bob about teaming with Funk and offering a money-back guarantee to the fans if Funk and Bob don't leave the gangsters laying. So he even goes back all the way to that. And then finally, they replay Corny throwing the fireball, which was still one of the greater moments, I guess, in Smoky Mountain history. Are um, you, what's your timestamp there? Can you show me 1014? You just said you reviewed all the content. Now you want to go back to 1014. So let's go to, we're at 1007. What do you want? Look at that. Cur I just want to look at that curtain. Oof. You that's think that's straight a out the 90s, bro. Is it, or was that beforehand? Actually, you're right. That's not straight out the 90s. That's beforehand. But, hey, that table is nice, man. Look at that nice waxed wooden table. got a little man. shine to it. It's got a sheen. That's some bitch. I mean, yeah. be careful if you bang abroad on that. You leave smudges on that shiny table. Now, Look hold at on. Let's play. Budro's yeah, looking at a... that table like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bang abroad on this bitch tonight. Do a line off of it more likely. That too, uh, the other question I had both. just go ahead. Standing there is the Punisher Corny's '95 version of Big Bubba. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what I thought this was supposed to be. Okay. Um, I like that Corny's running up the room service on Kessler's tab. He'll get it back later. That's funny. And then I had a funny line at 1615. 
1615. Let's see if we can get to it. We're at 16, oh, 1611. So hold on. Let me hit play. Cornette's on the phone. Let's see what he's got to say. Here it is. Uh, really? Uh, hold, hold, hold on. Hold on. Buddy, Pamela Anderson, for you. <laughs> she, what? she found out Diesel's a lousy kisser. Come oh, on. Hey, hi, Pamela. Hey, baby. Oh, really? Male problems, too. Huh? Uh, you better get this over here. You better make this private. Oh, yeah, well, but anyway, like I said. Budro's over there booking a fucking rat slaying session with Pam Anderson and doing some coke off her tits. That's nice, Doc. I just like the part that Diesel's a, a lousy kisser was funny. Uh, there was a time when Pam Anderson was all the way live. She she was everybody's type, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah. You saw you saw the video, right? What video? You got to refresh my memory. Of her getting impaled with by Tommy Lee. Well, okay. <laughs> kayfabe, brother. <laughs> Why is that kayfabe? It was a video you could buy, and, and Tommy Lee whipped out his 10-inch dick and just beat her with it. So you bought it? <laughs> no, I saw it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> you saw the VHS, what you, though. What are, you, what are you high? I don't buy shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's nice, Doc. All right. So Bud Drow is over there booking his territory so he can put his piece of meat inside of Anderson. That's real good. Come on. All right, All right let's keep going. Anything else? Uh, somewhere in this segment, Buddy breaks out that Robert Q. Harmon was a fraud. Yeah. I didn't have a timestamp, but I thought that was an interesting callback there. Um... That is interesting because he kind of just came and he was gone pretty damn quickly, if y'all remember. Like Robert Q. Carmen was just, uh, well, I mean, maybe one tape and he made, right? Couple. Was it more than, no, he was on more than one episode, but I don't remember him doing more than, maybe he did too. Okay. All right. Let's go to Cornette. This is his, after halfway through, almost all the way through the episode, this is him wrapping up everything that went down here with his ploy to get back at Bob Armstrong. Here it is. I'm in the old town that night at the Volunteer Slam in Knoxville with Buddy Landell, Jim Cornette, and the Punisher causing chaos like we always do everywhere we go. And now, Bob Armstrong wants to get Jim Cornette, wants to get his hands around my neck, wants to get me in the ring, wants to get even. But you can't, Bob Armstrong, because you remember, just like I'm sure you remember Chip Kessler, although Bob Armstrong didn't remember until I reminded the Smoky Mountain Wrestling officials. Thanksgiving Thunder last year was the final conflict between me and him. I signed a contract saying I wouldn't send any of my men again after Bob Armstrong, but conversely, he signed a clause that he may not have seen. It was the final conflict the other way, too. Bob Armstrong can't get in the ring after me or my men anymore. He can't mess with us in any way because he is legally bound by a contract that he signed that we can't go round and round like, like we used to. So you see, Bob Armstrong, I waited six months Six months after I kissed your stinking, smelly, dirty feet in the middle of that ring in front of all those people to get even with you. And I did it in such a way that it was legal. I didn't have any of my men in the ring after you, and you weren't after me. We were all on the same side. You see how it worked out, Bob? And now, since you can't do your own dirty work, you want to get your illegitimate sons to come on. You want Steve Armstrong to get in the ring and come on and try to get me, but he's going to have to go through the nature boy, 
Buddy Landell, the Smoky Mountain heavyweight champion, and there ain't no way that Steve Armstrong's going to beat him, especially with me and the Punisher hanging around in his corner. Right, Budro? <laughs> That's right, James. And you know, Chip, since we're doing a brief recap here of the last six months, let me throw my two cents in. You see, when the nature boy Buddy Landell came on the scene, he had illusions of grandeur. And of course I wanted to step in and be the Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Champion. That's why I came in and choked the dirty white boy out right off the bat. You see, I came in with a management team, one called Robert Q. Harmon, that promised me all of these weedy commercials, all of these vitamin commercials, all of these big things in Hollywood, but that seemed to fizzle out. And after that, it seems I got hornswoggled into every stinking kind of redneck stupid match with Bobby Blaze and the dirty white boy. Bobby Blaze running in, dirty white boy running in. I had everything in the world against me. But you see something? You can't keep a good man down. And when James E. Cornette turned my life around April the 8th, and we got together, and between my God-given ability and this man's mind that's like a steel trap, you ought to be working for the State Department, brother. I'm telling you, this man, mine, is like a mathematician, brother. And I doubt very seriously between his brains and my brawn that there's anybody out there, especially in the near future, <laughs> that can come up against a formidable team like James Cornette and the nature boy, Buddy Landell. Oh, and there'll be no more running in. No. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be no more backdooring. There'll be no more uh, screw jobs on Buddy Landell. No more matches like Buddy Landell having to wrestle once and then having to wrestle in a cage match again twice in one night. Oh, there'll be no more of that. James E. took care of that. I'm just proud to be who I am. And I hate to quote a redneck, but Hank Williams Jr. said it the best. You know, we live the kind of life that most men only dream of. Right, James? That's exactly right, buddy. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, Mr. Cornette might not think so, but there are some other things going along here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling we need to check out with your fans, and we'll be back with that right after this. All right, Doc, what are your thoughts on what went down there with that closing promo from Corny and Budrow? What you're going to have to get in your envelope tonight to kiss another man's feet? A lot of money. Look, I've done a lot of shit, but I, I ain't kissed no man's feet, man. You know, just saying. Is it a pride thing or is it a, is it a germ thing? It's kind of a little bit of both. Okay. And when you say kiss feet, I mean, are we talking, I got to literally put my lips to the bottom of your fucking soles, your shoe soles, because that shit ain't happening. <laughs> now, if we're talking about working it where, you know, I look like I kissed the top of your shoe, like I said, the key word being look, eh, it gets a little iffy, but uh, yeah, man, I ain't kissing no feet, bro. Well, this is the payoff here, man. This is the long angle that we've had. So now we know why. Yeah, now we're off and running. We'll see how this goes with Cornette, his muscle, and Budrow, and everything else that's going to happen. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes, man. I mean, we... we and a spoiler alert. There, Corny's going to add more people to his stable, if you want to call it that. Uh-oh. Just wait. Are you going to be able to control yourself? Are you going to behave? Just wait. Am I going to behave? Sure. Yeah. It's going to be great. 
I love talking and making fun of crackheads and cokeheads. Come on, pal. Say, bro, show me the lie. That's all I'm going to say. I I don't have it. I can't refute or confirm. There we go. There we go. All right. So we go to the next segment, and Chip Kessler throws us to a recap of PG-13 versus the Thugs from the Volunteer Slam. Remember, the Thugs won, but the decision was overturned. And the USWA belts were given back to PG-13. And then we see the brawl during the interview with the Thugs, PG-13, and the Gangsters. Any thoughts, Doc, from that? I like the... Well, are you getting ready to play the promo? Uh, well, I don't have any notes from it, so I was going to ask you about that. Well, I just like when he says, a redneck hillbilly ain't a thug. All right, let's play it then. Here we go. <laughs> Well, fans, as you can see, an explosive tag team situation here in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Now, in addition to the stretcher match signed between the thugs and the gangsters, coming up Friday night, June 16th here in Knoxville, it'll be a special triple threat tag team extravaganza. The thugs versus the gangsters versus PG-13. The one team left will collect $10,000. In addition for this special match in Knoxville, Two referees, Smoky Mountains, Mark Curtis, and from the USWA, Randy Hales. Right now, fans, let's hear comments from all three tag teams involved. Tracy Smothers, dirty white boy, we done had the street fights, we done had the cage matches, now you want to have a stretcher match between me and Mustafa? Well, son, you signing your own death certificate because, see, that's the way we like it. We don't want one to be carried out. We'd rather have both of us carried out. But now you want a stretcher match? Well, you bring it on. You show up. We gonna show you how bad the gangsters are. You want to call yourself thug? A, a redneck hillbilly ain't no thug. You looking at the true thugs. You looking at the true gangsters. And now you're going to get the daylight beat out of you. And then we got <laughs> Parental Goddess 13. You think you're going to bebop and hip-hop from Memphis, Tennessee to Knoxville? Thinking you're going to come in here waving your hands in the air, talking about you want to get a little bit? Well, you ain't going to stand between $10,000 and me and Mustafa, you understand? We're going to show you what it's like. I'm going to give you a first-hand look of what the gangster's like. You see, stealing hubcaps don't make you a gangster. Waving your hands in the air don't make you a gangster. Stealing cars and stealing cars radios don't make you a gangster you want to see why people don't want us to come to their town because boy we ain't one to be played with you see i ain't got my daddy walking me from one organization to another getting me where i need to get i earn what i got partner so pg-13 you want some bring it on because you gonna see this ain't gonna be the first and last time you gotta deal with the gangsters as a vice all right any thoughts on the gangsters I thought that was awesome, and he called Dundee out for his daddy, too. Yeah, hey man, great. Some tri- he said basically some trifling crimes don't make you a gangster. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I got to say, they're, li- they're living a gimmick with the vanilla ice stuff, with the with the writing in the head, and it, it's, oh, I mean. But you know well, what? Uh, yeah. Here's the thing. This is. 24 years ago, but if I went someplace like the zoo or youth sports at the park, you could see some clowns walking around like this today. Bruh. Not only to... These dudes, these... You hear me, like, make fun of the Metairie white guys in the New Orleans area? 
there was a lot of dudes in Metairie, Louisiana, because that's where all the white folks lived that fucking looked like these two clowns. With the fucking vanilla ice hair too. And they were fucking gangsters. And I'm telling you, everybody who actually lived in the city and the the, the real quote unquote gangsters were like, Man, these old toy play clowns out of here, these old vanilla ice, you know, fake gangsters out of here. This is this is Metairie, Louisiana in the nineties. Right there. Early nineties especially. But this is this is funny. They they look I, and I say that like in a good way. They you know give Wolfie D and JCI's credit. They're they're playing into that stereotype of these wannabe white gangsters. They they really are. They're they're doing a good job of it. So I I, I kind of like this man. This was good. Uh, the gangster New Jack was great right there though. I agree. All right. Do we want to go now to Randy Hales and PG thirteen? Sure. All right. Here we go. Vice President of USWA Wrestling. I have a lot of duties. I watch wrestling programs from all over the world, and I watch Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So when I found out that my USWA tag team title holders, the number 10 rated tag team in the entire world, PG-13, had to come to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, I knew there would be a lot of home cooking. So I got my boys loaded up in the Cadillac. We came up to Knoxville, and I absolutely couldn't believe what I saw. The referee assigned for that match didn't even know the rules. He didn't have a clue about the rule book. So all I did, I went up to the ring, I told him the rules, I told him what Tracy Smothers and Dirty White Boy did, and then he reversed the decision. And the USWA tag title went back where they belonged, the team that won the titles. Then, all of a sudden I find out that we have a chance to win $10,000, but instead of PG-13 wrestling one team, one mid-level team, they have to go against two teams because they know PG-13 can go through any one team they have. To protect my interests, because I do protect the interests of my tag team champions, I will be one of two referees, and I promise you, we will leave Smoky Mountain Wrestling as the USWA Tag Team Champions and we'll have 10 grand going back to Music City. What do you think about the gangsters and Tracy Smothers? You know, Tracy Smothers and Tony Anthony, you eat a whole lot of chicken, a whole lot of cornbread and beans, boy. But you see, we're from the hood and $10,000, I would take this hubcap and bash my mama's face in for $10,000, boy. And gangsters, you talk about you all that, and you this and that. From the hood we're from in Memphis, Tennessee, punk, you couldn't even walk down the street, Jack. Tell them, Wolf. That's right. For $10,000, man, like he said, my mama's a dead woman, man. With $10,000, look, I can buy new clothes, man, some new boxers, new shorts. Look, I need some new shoes, man. Hey, I'm fixing to buy all kinds of stuff, because I'm going to run over you boys. I heard you beating your big lips against your teeth. Well, when it comes down to it, $10,000 is coming back to the hood. Three teams, I'm the referee. We're going out with 10 grand, brother. I just caught that line that... Big just, lips? Yeah, he said, you take your big lips flapping against your teeth. Holy shit. I, I didn't catch that the first time. That's not oh. nice. That, that's stiff, brother. <laughs> the only The only legitimate claim here that PG-13 can roll out is that the hood in Memphis is no joke. 
No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's something to that. They're but rolling they're, in Memphis, yeah. bruh. They're, they're down there hanging and banging, partner. Yeah, but you ain't there, walking was... around looking like fucking Vanilla Ice blazed out in the hood in Memphis. <laughs> no. I was in Memphis this summer, and it was it felt dangerous down there. It felt like it was about to pop off, you know? You got to hear Harper tell his stories about when he's driving around through New Orleans, man. He knows. Well, that, he's... New Orleans is a different story, pal. <laughs> he offers like, man. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, we'll keep going. Let's go to the thugs now. We got Smothers and Dirty White Boy. It's a three-way dance type match for 10K. So let's see what the thugs have to say. You know, gangsters, after that double chain match, now we've got a stretcher match. And the only way to win a stretcher match is, is you beat your opponent down, you put him on the stretcher, and he's got to be carried completely out of the building. But then on June 16th, on a Friday night, in Knoxville, Tennessee, PG-13's will stick their nose. Whoa, whoa, PG-13, we got cheated, the thugs got cheated of the USWA tag titles. And you know what, this time we're coming back with the gangsters, PG-13, Snoop Doggy Dog, and Dr. Drake won't be able to help you when the thugs get done with you. What we're talking about is 10 grand to the winner. We may, we're going through PG-13, we're going through the gangsters, and we may go through that nothing happening, stinking USWA, Randy Hale, you Ichabod Crane looking <laughs> butter cow. You step in our way and I'm gonna knock your teeth right down your throat. What we're talking about is vanilla ice, guys. You wanna be brothers, and you gangsters, you nothing happening, California rejects. We don't care if you're black or white, as long as you know what we mean. Tracy was happy with that last line. He licked his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Snoop really... Doggy Dog and Ichabod yeah. Crane and all kinds of shit coming out there. Yeah. What else you got from that? Time to give out some checks. Uh, Well, we got one more promo at the end, though, actually. Oh, I didn't write that down. Yeah, yeah, we got one, one more promo. So it, it, it's a quick one. I'd say it's a quick one. I mean, I, I think it's important because it's, Cornette kind of basically naming his new stable, I guess is what I'll call it. We'll say that. But one more promo. Tracy was good there. We did have two. Actually, had two more things. Kessler throws it to a recap of a scaffold match with Morton versus Snow. We talked about that in great detail, so we don't need to recap that. And then we'll go to Corny, who's now there still in the hotel room. They're at the Hyatt. We got Chip Kessler, Corny, Dirty White Boy, and uh, the Mystery Man. Here it is. Fans, welcome back here to Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and we appreciate Buddy Landell, Jim Cornette, and the Punisher for allowing us into the penthouse suite here, even though there is still the matter of $500 for champagne well, well, and order. Well, let's not worry about that, because what I'm going to do for you, Chip Kessler, I wouldn't do for any other journalist, even Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather. I'm going to give you a scoop to close the program with. You see, everybody said, okay, Jim, you've signed up Buddy Landell, and you've got the Punisher by your side. And you're done. No, I'm not done. I've only started because, you see, what you do when you take a man who is uh, sort of versed in, in the ways of the undercover agent, you might say, kind of an espionage type of guy, when you take a guy that's like the front line of the military, when you put them together, what are you doing? You're starting to form an army or maybe even a militia. Because, you see, it's come to my attention that there's a certain segment of society a certain segment of the population today that feels like that the establishment is doing them wrong, that the government's doing them wrong, that things have to be changed, that the order needs to be switched. And the methods that they're using to achieve those ends range from bizarre to practically insane. 
But it also occurred to me that a man of my intelligence could take the germ of truth that lays in that ideal and meld it to my own advantage and make it my own, shape it like a mold of clay. I am starting a militia. And this is only the beginning. This is only the heart and soul of it. But it's not the end. It's not the extent. No, there's going to be more. And Cornette's militia is going to change the face and the shape of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Going to change the order. Going to overthrow the old and bring in the new. And guess who's going to be in charge? Because after all, I'm the five-star general. Cornette's militia. This is the bedrock. This is the foundation. But it ain't the end. It's only the beginning, Chip. <laughs> All right, fans, next week here on Smoky Mountain Wrestling, an investigative look into the tag team situation between the Rock and Roll Express and the... You like that boogie-woogie piano? We got another recap episode next week, (laughs) just so you know. The the special report is like a... It's a rundown of the Rock and Roll versus Snow and Unabomb. It's basically a recap, kind of what we saw here between Corny and Bullet Bob. What did you think of the last promo, though, Doc? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it, I mean, the the thing that popped me more than anything right there was when he says the militia. He he's he basically named his new faction. It's going to be Cornet's militia, and we'll see Corny with the the military fatigues and God, <laughs> all that great stuff coming up soon, which is great in itself. But that's a story for another day and another episode. All right, Doc, uh, disability check time. Who are you? Uh, what do you what are you giving it? I am not going to be inconsistent with my views just because we are three and a half years into this thing i hate recap shows they did a little bit here to try but this does not make me happy this is not the way i wanted btt to close out the year 2019 and uh don't let this get you down and fuck up your uh new year's eve parties but i'm gonna say it's a 5.8 Oof. all right well, don't let Doc's low rating on this episode uh, get in the way of the fact that we would like you to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbct. Uh, we, we had mentioned to get your you know wives, girlfriends, whatever, to buy you a Patreon membership for Christmas. Well, it's not too late. I mean, the, the holidays are, are just about beyond us now. But tell them you want to be a new year and new you. And in order to do that, you'd become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And enjoy all of our Patreon-exclusive episodes, over 200-plus at on our Patreon feed. So Hey, here's the deal. If, if, if your girlfriend or your wife's like, you, you go, man, she already, already, she already got me something. Man, just whip off her pants and stick your tongue up in there and get you a patron membership. That's nice, Doc. Lick your, lick your way to the top. Also, while we're while you're licking your way to the top, remember if you got any of those Amazon gift cards during the holidays, you can use them now at tinyurl.com/bttamazon. That's tinyurl.com/bttamazon. That is another great great way to support this show without spending anything extra. And after all, you got those gift cards, so why not spend them on Amazon using our referral link? We're going to give out the government cheese this time and the award here. And um, I feel I feel where I really need to do this for two reasons. One, his promo was fantastic during this episode, and that is New Jack. And then two, I think that might be one of his last, if not his last, in the promotion. So we're coming to the end of New Jack, and it's important I think we send him out on a high note. So 
He was bumping some serious. He was he was spitting some serious stuff there on that promo talking about PG thirteen. So I'm going with New Jack for my government cheese award. Doc, who are you giving yours to? New Jack is certainly a contender there, but for the body of work, the full body of work. God, I hate that. <laughs> body of work, my ass. <laughs> Inside baseball, pal. Kayfabe. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say corny because he was throwing a, he was throwing a lot at this episode to try to keep it up and afloat. So give it. I'll give it to to corny. Okay. So even though it was a recap episode with him doing all the recaps, you're giving it to him. Yeah. All right. I just just make sure I understood. All right. All right, Doc. I'm trying to think. Do we have anything else we need to talk about here? I don't feel like we we've uh, we've done enough today. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know we've closed the books on yet another successful calendar year in the BTT, and we're uh, what going into year five. Pretty much, Next. man. Damn, yeah, we man. don't. It's like we're rolling, we keep, bro. We keep doing this long enough for another thirteen years, we can bang ourselves. <laughs> something like that something like that but no i got yeah. nothing else man it's it's been a hell of a year but they're all hell of the years when you live like we do and uh, that's about all i got on that topic okay nice nice to hear that all right doc well do us a favor hit the tagline and take us home book it bitch Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for 
for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to. You Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, it's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for entire episodes. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our, our Hall of Fame Patreon members. Don Dippinette, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Mabasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid! You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, long time supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeFries, SV Pageum, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrade, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when you get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>